everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Corey Shred Show. Glad you could join us again on this Saturday morning. Well, afternoon, whenever the hell you watch this, listen to this. As we are just about at the end of June here. How's everyone doing out there today? It's kind of early morning again. Summer has officially hit here in the great state of Connecticut. It is like now in the 80s and some humidity has come through. So winter and that minute of spring is over and it looks like we are now officially into summer. Oh, so what's been going on this week for you, with my friends? Crazy week at work for me, end of month, end of the half year point for insurance. So like, ah, um, we did a, uh, every two years, the company likes to have the survey, the how we doing bullshit. It's one of these like hundred question fill in the blank surveys. Boom, look them up. There is so, so much, not just like, well, this one thing, oh, this is no, it's there is so many flaws in the system here. And it's funny when my coworkers um, said, oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah, OK, I'll fill it out because they keep wanting people to fill it out. And it, everyone complains about the same stuff. And then other people complain about other things. Basically, this is just for them to stroke their own, you know, selves and say, hey, so the, the big thing they only care about is the participation. Well, this year we had a certain percentage of participation and uh, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And here's the problems and pay. But I'm like, well, every two years, it's the same shit. And you guys don't do anything but just tell us the results. Why waste our fucking time on these surveys? Seriously, I, I mean, you know, you say the same things and they just like, like, we got an answer. Yay. Well, we're better than this company and this thing. I don't give a flying fuck about your surveys and whatnot's going on there. Um, oh, yeah. So another thing, too, one of the uh, one of the managers in one of the other departments was uh couple days ago was saying hey um let's uh you know work at the, ha the half year mark it's kind of crazy we're gonna we're gonna order food from um a restaurant one of the restaurants get some wings and some you know finger foods and it'll be like at 5 30 at night for everyone that's staying late you know all, all, all you guys that are staying late we're gonna have food and um so let me know if you're gonna be here and people fill out the thing or whatever and uh i'm like Phew. I'm like, if I'm working overtime, I'm going home at lunch. So I, I left at lunch, went work from home, stay on an hour and a half later. So I'm I'm talking to people at work. One person's like, at like five o'clock, going, by the way, there's only like three of us in the office. I don't think we're getting food. I'm like, well, that's fucked up. So don't make empty promises you can't keep. I'm like, literally nobody else was there. Everyone else left. I'm like, so our department's pretty much the only one that busts their asses. Well, everyone else is just sitting around doing nothing. And even when it's slow, everyone else is sitting around doing nothing. So we're like, we see people sitting doing nothing all day. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, why should we work hard to, to, to get what? Exhausted? That's what it seems like. Oh, boy. I don't know what else to talk about this week. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't really have much. It's kind of a boring week, just working my ass off and uh, watching the grass grow too fast and getting cut that sucker again today. I swear to God, I think it grows. I think when you cut it, it grows quicker. I don't know why, but haven't, we haven't had that much rain this week, but son of a bitch, it's growing fast, but that'll be later today. And I don't think you want to hear about my grass cutting adventures. All right. So, um, I don't know. I got some news here. Let's get into some of the stuff here. A little bit odds and ends. Um, as always, before I do say productions.com slash Corey, C O R E Y submit stories to me. Um, talk to me. Whatever. Voicemail. 774-327-2948. Sayproductions.com slash Corey. And emails Corey at sayproductions.com. Okay, so I got all that crap out of the way here. Donate. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about one thing. Um, we all, every, anyone I think in the last 10 years who knows who Dog the Bounty Hunter is, 
He basically looks like a washed up wrestler. I don't know why. A 60 something year old man. I think he was born in Hawaii. Blonde, ha blondish hair, long blondish hair, scruffy beard, wears glasses all the time, sunglasses all the time. Well, um, his wife, Beth Chapman, had, if you hadn't heard, had passed away at age 51, which I'm like, wow, only 51? She lived a rough life, I guess, with all the bounty hunting um, after cancer. She was in um, a coma. They put her in a medically induced coma last week. And um, sadly, the, the cancer had taken her life in, in the coma. And in 2017, she was diagnosed with stage 2 throat cancer. She was cancer-free by December of that year, and I don't like that. I, that's one thing I can't stand when... I'm cancer free. I'm like, I don't trust that. I don't, I, it, for, when people say they're cancer free, I'm like, unless it's a little something you can cut off your hand or something. I don't, I don't know. I always feel, oh my, my, uh, remission. I think the word remission is, is better used. Say cancer free means it's gone and it'll never come back. She went under aggressive chemo for it. And, uh, sadly, her life was taken on Wednesday. But sad. Just, you know, I'm 51. First of all, I was like, wow, you're only. But there was a, they were doing a new show too, by the way, called uh, oh, sorry, Dogs Most Wanted. Um, I don't know which channel this one was going to be on. They were in the first month of, or first season of doing it, and uh, they basically had almost finished it. So it looks like they're going to still go forward doing this, and um, it's going to be Dogs' choice and how the show ends. I think. I don't know if they're going to talk about, I mean, if they're going to do any footage from the, the hospital or anything like that, but we will see. I mean, I mean, maybe they'll shift the show a little bit from the, the bounty hunting to this, um, this thing. I don't know. It's interesting to say, to, to see, but I figured I'd put that in there because a lot of people watch the show. A lot of people are very familiar with dog, the bounty hunter, not as popular now as he was what five, 10 years ago, but eh. Rest in peace, Beth. Um, remember, the last, was the last week or the week before I was talking about Manchester High School over here in, in the great state of Connecticut, where the kids were talking about changing their mask, wanting to change their mascot from the Indians to the Red Hawks, I think it was. Well, it's happened. The Board of Education there had unanimous, unanimous, unanimously voted on Monday night to change the, the nickname from the Indians that they have used since 1949. That is 70 years, children, 70 years. Get your calculators out and do the math. Student activists led for the push of change chain to consider the mascot racially insensitive. The board voted on Monday to take action, but not everyone agreed with the decision. Of course, people that lived in the town of, of Manchester, alumni from the school are kind of disappointed with it. One guy, Ed Berggren, said he was very disappointed. I wanted to have them stay with the Indians because I didn't think it was a derogatory towards the Indians. It's more of a descriptive name. The new mascot will be the Red Hawks, and they're going to start making changes next week. So basically, from the summer to the fall, it's going to go from the Indians to the to the to the Red Hawks. Red Hawks is a cool name, but what about what about other color hawks? White hawks, yellow hawks, purple hawks, polka dot hawks. I don't know. It just pussification of this fucking country it's like come on now what you need to do is you need to buy all the manchester high indian stuff that you can and people that went to the school i could you imagine going to you know, imagine this being you you go to your your high school you graduate high school x amount of years ago however many years ago and your mascot is whatever 
And then they decide to change it this week to something new. And you're like, well, my ring, my shirts, my memories, my yearbooks are all that. It's like, wh why take that away? But the Board of Ed in Manchester pussified themselves. And so now I want to see, you know what it is? They want to keep their jobs. That's all. It's all it is. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me. They give a fuck about the paycheck. It's all about the money. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just fucking tired of this. This politically correct everything. You look at something wrong. It's, it's, it's. Oh, it's got to be this way. We don't want to offend. Insert name of group here. We don't want to offend. Insert name of group here. But how do we do it where everybody's happy? You don't. You know, like like Abraham Lincoln said, you can you can please some of the people all the time and all of the people some of the time, but you can't please all the people all of the time. And this is a great example. And I don't know. What about the kids? Here's the thing too. I'm thinking about it. so. You're, you're, you are a, a junior. You're now going to be a senior this year. Uh, traditionally, you can get your class ring when you are a sophomore, which like I did. Your class ring, Manchester High School, has the Indians logo on it. My high school had the same thing. It probably does. Now you're going to your senior year wearing your class ring from, from a mascot that doesn't exist there anymore. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I would rather be. I, I'm hoping the class of 2019 are just like, thank God we're out of here. We are the last of the Indians, last of the Mohicans. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, um, I don't fucking know. I just think it's so fucking stupid that that this had to happen. I, for some reason, I don't know, ever since I started talking about Mount Everest some weeks ago, more and more stories keep popping up about Mount Everest, and it makes me. I'm, my opinions change even more. So I got an article here from Fox News saying that one of the biggest biggest threats to climbers is the amount of, okay, children, put your spoons down, the amount of human excrement being left on its slopes. Some people are estimating that more than 17,000 pounds of poop, <laughs> I'm saying that word, have been left there on this season alone. Ang Shuring told the Associated Press last week, the biggest problem and concern about Everest is human waste. Hundreds of people are there for weeks who go on to open toilets. It's impossible to know exactly how much litter is spread across Everest because it takes becomes visible when the snow melts. But at Camp 2, two, two levels higher than base camp, Sherpas who work in the government's cleanup drive this spring believe about 17,000 pounds of human excrement was left there during the year's climbing season. Remember I was talking about the garbage a couple weeks ago? It's like 20,000 pounds of garbage. Now we got 70... Seven, 17,000 pounds of poop. Melting conditions create an odor and the sickening to climbers and the waste is eventually contaminate the water sources. During Expedition Camp 2, eight of the 10 Sherpas got stomach illness from bad water at Camp 2, says John All, professor at the University of Environmental Science at Western Washington University, who visited Everest on a research expedition. There's no regulations actually how to dispose of a human waste. Some climbers use biodegradable bags that have enzymes that decompose human waste, but most of them don't. Instead of using makeshift toilets, many climbers dig a hole in the snow, letting the waste fill in their, into small crevices. However, rising temperatures have thinned the glacier levels, fewer, smaller crevices. And the overflowing waste then spills downhill towards base camp and even communities below the mountain. So people, you would, you're a climber. You think there should be some sort of common sense, you know, love the environment type of thing, but apparently, apparently not.
and that's just just disappointing me. I, I biodegradable. I like the idea of the bags, poop bags. <laughs> I'm calling them poop bags. I'm sorry. Like, all right, it's a little disgusting, but what do you expect? Um, yeah. And it's true though. When the snow melts, you can see all that. Ooh. Oh, you know, people have dogs and stuff when the snow and snow melts and the poops in the yard. I can handle that over. Ugh. I don't know. People are fucking disgusting and around the world. This just proves it. People are pigs, boys and girls. People are pigs. Uh, well, you know, people go on the, 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 the Trump Trump bashing train train. And of course, CNN is the biggest culprit of this. We have CNN on all the time at uh, at work because the the. Uh, Secretary, I'm gonna call her that. I don't give a fuck what it is. She's the office manager. Always puts on CNN, no matter what channel. But she puts on CNN. I think she sits there all day and just fucking masturbates to it. It's like, oh, we hate Trump. We hate Trump. Like, I don't, I, I don't care what your political agenda is, whether you like him or not. But the problem is, is CNN. Every time I go get coffee, it's Trump this, Trump that. I mean, the only times like when we had like the uh, the, the the fire at Notre Dame, Notre Dame. <laughs> They changed the story for a little bit. Somehow people are going to connect it. Oh, Trump tweeted about like, fuck, oh, shut the fuck up. I wish they would put it on something like Today or local news where it's not all just political. It's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's lighten it up a little bit. I want some good feel-good stories. I don't want to just hear these people just sitting there just saying Trump is an asshole. End of discussion. Well, apparently there's a, um, an, a, a woman called E. Jean Carroll who is one of the latest Trump sexual assault accusers. And she is going around um, touting her book. What do we What do we need men for? A modest proposal. And this week, she accused the president of sexually assaulting her in a department store dressing room in the mid nineteen nineties. So she's on um, Anderson Pooper. She's on there with him. And uh, live television is fun. Let me just play this. Victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> what the fuck? I think she was drunk. I was like, rape is sexy? I've, I've, I've never heard a woman or a man think of rape as sexy. And rape is supposed to, it's supposed to feel... What the fuck is up with this? I think she's just trying to get people out there looking at her stupid book. First of all, you accuse him of sexually assaulting you. So... There's various levels of sexual assault, but the fact that she can says people consider rape sexy, I I don't I don't know how you could if you are the victim how you could consider that sexy, be aroused by it. I don't I don't know what goes through a man's mind. I know I'm 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 I'm, I'm gender stereotyping here, but I don't know what goes through the um, attacker's mind. If they think that, I just I'm like. I, and she's mumbling. I'm like, have you had something to drink? <laughs> He's trying. As you can tell, that you can know you hear the control going. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go to break. Gotta go to break. Shut the fuck up. Shut the bitch up. We gotta go to fucking break. He just fucks up everything. Just makes it sound like Trump isn't as bad as he is. Come on, Anderson. 
And as he's trying to go to break, you're oh, I really like you. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like waiting for like fawn himself over him. Wouldn't work, of course, since <clears throat> Anderson and Cooper is gay, openly gay. Um, yeah, I just don't fucking understand people. I really don't. I mean, I, she said she was sexually assaulted by him. And then she says this. It's like, so does that mean you were turned on? Was it sexy to you that Trump had done this, supposedly, allegedly? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, first of all, I don't think her book's going to sell shit. And I, after hearing this, I don't think anyone should buy her, her book because she's just, she's just off the freaking rails. Whether he did it or not, it's not the point. But what she's saying about rape is just fucked up. I'm sorry. It, it, I would love to see someone, them headed like a round table and have an actual person that was raped on there and her say that and see what this other person would say to her. They would rip her new asshole up and down. She'd be, she'd be like off the show. Though. The, the explosives would come out like crazy. <sighs> no. All right. So I got one more story here. It looks like we're going to be a little, little shorter episode this week. But then again, you know what? We're doing a show and we're having a conversation here. This story takes place in Polk County in Florida. This is a weird one. The, 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 the headline caught me. And then I read it and I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of understand where you're going with this. So there's apparently an alleged victim of domestic violence in Florida was arrested and charged with armed burglary. A victim of domestic violence, armed burglary, as she removed her estranged husband's guns from his residence, brought him to the police department. June 14th, Courtney Irby was in court with her husband for a divorce hearing. And according to the arrest affidavit, Joseph Irby. Irby followed his wife as she left the courthouse and began ramming his car in the back of her vehicle, ultimately driving her off the road. She called the police uncontrollably crying and advised that she was in fear of her life. She also disclosed that she had a number of protective orders against her husband in the past. So the police arrested him and charged him with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. She applied for a temporary injunction of the protection. Next morning, she testified at her husband's hearing over the phone. Judge granted Joseph Irby pre-trial release with a condition that he not own, possess, or carry firearms. Hearing this, she decided to go to his residence. Let that sit in for a second. Find his two guns identified in the court documents as an assault rifle and a handgun. And she took them to the police department. According to the police documents, she told the police officer on duty that her husband had been arrested the day before and that she wanted to hand in his guns because she didn't believe he would turn them in. So the police officer asked her a simple question. Did you take these without his permission? He said, yeah, and he told her that she was confessing to a crime. Police arrested her, and she was charged with armed burglary of a dwelling and grand theft of a firearm. So he was released the day after the domestic violence, and she spent five nights and six days behind bars before being granted bond. Her lawyer, Lauren Shearer, told the Huffington Post that his client was upset and distressed. He said that, he was, that her actions did not amount to theft under Florida law because she was not taking the guns for herself, but rather transferring them to the police department, where her husband could, could collect them at a later date. That does deprive someone of the right or benefit of property, he said. She didn't do either of these. She was taking them to the police department for safekeeping. He also said, I have faith in the state's attorney office that they will do the right thing. <laughs> All right, so let, let's, let's, re, let's recap this story. You fear of your, hus your husband threatened you outside of the courthouse. There has been basically stay away orders from him he was granted a pre-trial pre release and the conditions he doesn't 
possess firearms. You are in fear of your life from this man. You are in fear of your life from this man. So what's the first thing you do? You go to his place to take the guns before he gets home? No. Apparently, you don't fear that much to go into his house. She, she, what she did is wrong. Yeah, I understand. But if you're in fear for your life, you don't go to the place that the person lives. God forbid. She went into this house. Either one, she has a key, which there's tons of issues, or two, she broke in, which is against the law. The fact that she did this, just, <laughs> she's not the brightest bulb in the pack either. If you're in fear of your life, legitimately fear of your life, you're going to go try and run and hide. You're going to try to do what you can to stay away from You're not going to try to head towards the eye of the storm. I don't, I really don't know how, how people could do this. I just, it scares the shit out of me. I'm like, like, what is in your mind? Are you, are you all there yourself? I don't mean, I mean, I understand that people do fear for their lives and, and, and stuff, but usually when you fear for your life, you go away from the danger. We're not like police officers. We're not like first responders. We're not like the military. We head away from danger. <laughs> if this was me, I'd be like, no, I'm not going, I'm fucking shit. I'm not going near her place. I am out of here or his place. I'm out of here. Fuck that. And he probably wouldn't have turned the guns in anyway. But I think in all honesty, if he has um he's registered registered vehicles, registered firearms, I think the police should escort him there. There should be a court order to say you will go and you will hand the guns into the police department. That's what should be done. You know, we will go to your place. You you will hand them into us. If you do not, you will be instantly arrested. Have a nice day. Fuck you. That's the best thing to do. You know, people worry about all these fucking gun laws. Well, we need to have more gun laws because it's so dangerous out there in the world. That's not really dangerous. It's people that don't follow the law. It's the it's the law. It's the law that doesn't follow up with shit. They say, well, you need to turn them in. Well, most people that are in situations like he is probably won't turn them in. He's not a law abiding citizen by any means. Which, by the way, is all the shit's going on. I'm surprised he even had firearms in the first place. If they were registered. I don't know. It just. It's Florida. What the fuck do you expect from Florida? Oh man. It was a short episode this week my friends. There's really not much in here I really wanted to go on. It was like some usual blah 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 stuff. The usual crap. And uh. It's not a great week for stories honestly for me. I don't know why. I don't know if people are on vacation. Pre people are taking their 4th of July week weekends off ahead of time. Hey. Speaking of which, I want to thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. But that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, hey, thanks for. Okay. I hope you guys have a great Fourth of July. Let me just say that now. I mean, we're not going to probably be recording until after because Fourth of July is on a Thursday, a shitty day for a holiday. But I, I do hope you, uh, you have a great one. Stay safe out there, of course, because you know it's it's that time of year where fireworks are getting shot, and we don't want people to get hurt. But you know what? I bet you're going to have some stories about it. Because I know people out there are stupid. Oh, and maybe I got to write that down. I talk about the uh, the stu stupid 4th of July story next week, years ago. So this is a cute little, I can't even say alcohol-related story because it started before alcohol flowed. And I don't even think I was drinking. It didn't involve me directly. So that's... That's next week. I don't know what I'm doing on 4th of July. It's a Thursday. 
I think a lot of people are going to be doing celebrating on the weekend. I'm not a fireworks person. I'm not two years old or five years old or whatever. I just they're, they're boring to me. But I will say this, my friends. Thank you for listening to the show. You know, I'm going to give it again, right? Sayproductions.com slash Corey. C-O-R-E-Y. C-O-R-E-Y at sayproductions.com is our email address. That's where you can catch us. And when I'm live, I don't know when I'm fucking live. It's usually Saturday mornings. But if you go to our YouTube page, sayproductions.com slash YouTube, you'll get notifications. Corey is live. Average Joe Show is live. Sci-Fi Watchers live. Yeah, we do stuff live here. I'm not the most attractive man that needs a haircut if you... You're watching this thing here. I'm looking over to the side because that's where my, my display is. But smell smell smoke from the campfire. All right. <clears throat> that was last night. I don't have much else to say. Voicemail is 774-327-2948. 774-32-SAY-IT is always. And subscribe to the show. Listen to all 25 episodes over seven months. Take a little time off in the middle there. And then I will be back, back every week. I love you guys. I hope you have a great one. Until next time, ciao.